ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive, and today we're going to school, social school, which is coming to Regina, and I'm thrilled to be talking to the founder and CEO, Kelly Deedy. Enjoy the conversation. Well, Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a thrill for me to meet you because uh, I've talked to Jamie, um, of course, with Social School a while back on the podcast. But uh, now we've got the the founder and CEO herself here. So welcome. Oh, thank you very much. No, we are so thrilled to be speaking with you guys and having Kevin join us at our conference coming up in the next month here in October. So yeah, we're honored. So I want to talk about what's coming up here in Regina, but first, maybe as a background, uh, because maybe, you know, maybe some people haven't listened to every podcast we've done, but uh, tell me what is social school and, and how did you start it? Well, um, thank you. Yeah, social school is uh, we aim to train and, and educate marketers and small business owners and how to be better online. So how to grow their reach and ideally, you know, how to build their business and lead to sales with, uh, with their current social media efforts or perhaps to get them to get them going from scratch. And my background is from the agency side. So for years, um, following my career as a journalist, I was doing the work for clients. So, you know, executing their social media, their media relations, websites, content marketing. And then it got to a point where we just really saw the need for businesses to have these skill sets themselves. And I always say it's not rocket science. And if I can learn it, anyone can. And uh, I think it's a skill set that that we should have within our businesses as opposed to, you know, either not at all or so much outsourcing. Now, Social School, you have an actual campus there in Calgary, right? Yeah, we do. And we now have a satellite location in Saskatoon. We've partnered oh, wow. with Tyler. Yes. Um, but in Calgary, we do have a physical campus, um, which is awesome. We've always been partnered with my former agencies and, uh, you know, running classes out of our boardrooms. But a year ago, December 2018, we opened um, in Inglewood. So it's 3,000 square feet and it was purpose built with, you know, stage and seating and and lounge and kitchen and all the things that you need in a modern day school. I have to tell you, I look at the pictures on your website and I'm like, everybody's having so much fun. This looks like an awesome place. So <laughs> We're just it must be, there must be great energy there for sure. Oh, thank you. I think so. I mean, we just try to make it, you know, I don't mean to ever kind of slag on traditional institutions by any means, but digital marketing is moving so quickly that we, our whole mandate is to, to market our own business and learn every which way we can as to what's working and what's not, and then immediately turn it around, turn around and teach that to our students. So. so it's crazy that we need to go to school for this because for, I guess, a lot of people, this is secondhand, like, like they're on social media, but clearly uh, there's a lot to learn. Absolutely. And I, you know, it is self-taught, but it's also self-practiced. Like, no, you can't get a, you know, a PhD or even a, a degree or diploma program at the moment in say Google advertising. But it's so powerful that it almost blows my mind that we can't, you know, and sadly, both on my agency experience and uh, and at our school, what we're seeing a lot of grads or even just corporate marketers possess is it's outdated in the way that it's not necessarily using the technologies or advertising platforms or content creation platforms that we now, well, that are firing up by the minute, you know, it's really difficult to keep up with the, the technology side of marketing today. And um, you can learn these things in a traditional education or in a classroom setting, but it's truly like 
you know, the knowledge share that we find happens amongst fellow marketers or business owners when, hey, you try this, I'll try that. Let's meet back here on Monday. How are, how's your content performing? Have you tried that new IGTV feature, etc.? So it's, it's a neat time in that regard because um, it's like the Wild West a little bit. <laughs> I find too that like you're, 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 you're absolutely right. Like it feels like, um, so much of it has been, uh, happened so fast and the technologies have just, um, I just become so sophisticated. Just trying to dabble in it is, is, is almost hard to do like to have that surface knowledge of it because you're missing so much that you might be able to take advantage of within, within that. How much, um, how much, how deep do you go at social school? Well, originally, you know, we were trying to fill knowledge gaps that came um, platform by platform. So if someone was really, you know, misunderstanding or struggling to make a difference or any kind of movement in their business with how their LinkedIn was performing or how their Facebook ads were running, um, you know, we were offering really specific courses. But then we saw a need for people to have sort of a, a start to finish strategy, right? Take me through from my social strategy to content creation, mobile photo, photo video, content writing, you know, digital advertising. And that's when we began to package up some certificate programs. Um, so those certainly go deeper. And then we have, I wouldn't call our social media marketing certificate entry level, but it is a bit more of the art side to content and digital marketing. Whereas now our new digital marketing certificate goes deeper into my favorite nerdy side, which is what I would say is the science, you know, the back end. <laughs> the paid reach and the SEO. So search engine optimization, search engine marketing, and that's the secret sauce. And I get frustrated when I see so many, I, I suppose agencies as well, but marketing companies and, and corporate teams that are really hung up on how pretty everything looks without understanding how, you know, algorithms work or a little bit of pay to play you know, just boosting your post strategically to the right audiences, not just spraying it across the land like a billboard, but um, getting it into just the right inboxes and, and news feeds is powerful and doable. So yeah, that's where we get really excited about the deeper side. Yeah, you and Kevin can hang out and talk nerdy stuff all the time. But <laughs> he's exactly the same. Yeah. So speaking of Kevin, what's happening here in Regina? You've got um, this is a, a, a. Am I right in saying an annual thing, or it's been you? You were here last year, I guess. So uh, yeah. tell me about the conference. Sure. We started in Saskatoon, even though I've got lots of family in Regina and Moose Jaw. So I'm not going to say my heart's there, but it's in both places. <laughs> Um, but yeah, when I was working, when I had a marketing agency, we had a, several clients in the Saskatoon area, Midtown Plaza, and um, sort of some travel tourism as well as shopping center brands. Um, and so we were familiar with the market and loved the people and the entrepreneurial spirit in Saskatchewan. And so we started a conference there with the same idea. Let's take our Calgary teachings and classes on the road in a one-day how-to conference format. And Social Saskatoon was born. So that was four years ago. And then and we added Regina last year and we were at the RCMP Heritage Center and it was awesome and the event sold out and we just further fell in love with Regina and its marketing scene and small business community. Um, so we're back there again, October 22nd to 24th with this time a four-day event. So it's a, a combination of, of conferences and how-to workshops after the fact or more hands-on workshops, I should say. It's so great to be able to have this stuff in a city as opposed to sending people out because this gives you opportunity to maybe send your whole team or multiple people, I guess, to it. And, you know, you have that common learning. Uh, what, 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 are, what kind of things do you cover here in Regina? Well, you know, and, and I've definitely... Uh 
um, had my fair share of, you know, can't mortgage the house any further. So I'm not going to run the gigantic conference anymore. Um, <laughs> but the kind of conferences that I think, excuse me, a lot of us attend that are like inspirational, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, for us, we're at the point where us two were like, you know, just show me how to do it. I get it. I'm supposed to be on Facebook. I should be doing better on Instagram. So the sessions cover platform specific learns, but we try to leave people with like templates and toolkits and examples and things that they can really relate to from everything from social media and digital strategy to, you know, Instagram for business, Facebook for business, uh, mobile photography, video, copywriting, storytelling. So there's about 30 sessions over the four days. People can come for one day or come for all four. And it's been really cool. Like just, I just had a little, you know, I don't know, jump for joy when I saw someone bought an all access pass, all access pass for Regina just a minute ago. And um, it feels like it's well received, but I think that is because again, there's such a spirit of small business and entrepreneurialism in Regina and um, people wanting to just figure it out a little better. Like they have most of it dialed. They're getting their social or they know they should be on it and they just, need that final push to the finish line to activate it. Mm -hmm. So you see, uh, you probably can't help yourself when you're on social looking at things that uh, maybe you would rather not see. What, what are some of the trends that we're seeing right now? What are, what are people, I guess, what should, if you could even say that, what, what should we be looking at? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we were, we talk about how, um, 2018 was the year that storytelling became story living. You know, we saw so many, you, you walk, step outside your door and you want to snap a selfie of yourself in front of that really cool, cool wall at the ice cream shop, or, you know, while you're cruising through the shopping mall and you want to just kind of tell the story of it, or even if it's posting a Google review. So the brands are in the consumer's hands more than ever. And, and I think the companies that are, that are understanding that, that if they set the stage, people will engage. And just that you can scale these conversations so much further than we used to be able to. It's not about handshakes and one-off, you know, sales calls anymore. If we can be really human in our brands, I mean, look no further than you guys can relate to this, both, well, we can all relate politically right now, federal election or um, pipelines and energy and agriculture industries. It's just so interesting when you see, um, you know, a founder of a company or its, or its employees and its staff just being like real humans for people to connect to. We fall in love with brands that way now. Our loyalty is down. Like I have shiny balls all around. I'll try the next dentist down the street, even though I've been seeing this same one for 30 years because that one has a podcast and he's connecting with me, you know? Yeah. And we don't have to be everywhere, but I think that when people can choose, you know, what is what am I really good at? I've got a great voice, maybe podcasting or IGTV stories with just my voice, taking them around the town or showing them my shop or my people. Um, maybe that's their thing. Or maybe they're really good at longer form kind of blog posts or e-newsletters. So I'm in love with right now where we're at because we don't have to be in 12 places. We can do really well by showing up on a few platforms um, that suit us and our brands and just, again, kind of humanizing ourselves. That's what we're seeing perform the best. So Kevin's not here, but he was supposed to be. What's, do you have any idea what he's talking about at your, at your conference? Yes. Uh, no, shoot. <laughs> I should. I can look it up right now. But I think it's talking about something brilliant, strategic, <laughs> social media related. Oh, man, David, I should have looked. Um, no, yeah. I got to I got to get him to punch in and give us an update on that when he when he gets back. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think he's on day 1, which is our social conference, and that means he'll be talking about uh likely something to do with content and storytelling and uh here it is right here, social analytics. I lied. He's talking about data. Oh, that that's sounds awesome. like Kevin. 
<laughs> yeah, insights and how to kind of optimize the data at our fingertips about our users, that kind of thing. So how is, uh, if I can just uh, jump jump topic a little bit, how's the Saskatoon campus going or your your office is there? Thank you. Okay, well, I shouldn't say it's a satellite location because it doesn't actually have a physical address, but okay. our good friend Tyler Babby, he runs T-Squared Social out of Saskatoon, and he rents various venues and runs a lot of our kind of co-created social school T-Squared Social materials. So he's just done a number of workshops. Uh, he does Instagram, kind of lunch and learns. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, again, he's a brilliant photographer, storyteller for brands in Saskatoon, but all around Saskatchewan and works a lot with the tourism groups and economic development and a number of, you know, interesting kind of cultural community groups. So we're thrilled to have him, I guess, just having the, the sad thing for us is that, well, we'd love to, we don't have a permanent spot in Saskatchewan. So it, it's never fun to blaze in and blaze back out. And um, we're bringing more workshops there in 2020. We've actually just planned our first three day retreat for April in uh, Saskatchewan as well, where we bring people's social strategies to life over a three day intensive crazy weekend and we just finished one last night and it's one of the most fulfilling things we do because it's six companies and six coaches and I guess in terms of other trends we're seeing it's it's sort of that I think we're in a state as as humanity of humanity where we all want to do so many things but actually activating and getting to the finish line can be difficult too so we're finding less that we need to tell people they should be on social and more like holding their hand and actually getting it out the door because mm-hmm life sets in. You go to a conference, you get back on Monday and you go, okay, that all sounded really good. I want to get to it. I want to get to it. But my to-do list is a mile long and I've got my day job to do here. So what we're finding we can be helpful with, even though we don't do client work for people, is sort of sitting beside them and building their strategies in a really intensive three-day format that sets them off and running on the Tuesday after. Is that a challenge you see a lot of that, um, I guess, uh, starting and not continuing or, you know, wanting, wanting, but not investing in in a way? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we all have the best intentions, myself included, about a great blog we want to write, or maybe I can be better on LinkedIn, or my website's going to get updated this month, I swear. And yeah, it can be difficult, especially if it's not our forte. Like we know these things can be learned, just like you and I can go out and learn to play the piano if we had to, although I'd be be way worse than you, I know it. Um, But yeah, (laughs) time is real, you know? I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where we're just learning that I personally am learning that overwhelming people with all the things they should be doing is not the way forward. It is like, let's identify your opportunity. Where can you and your company or your brand or or organization make the biggest moves with a bit better job online and not thinking about it so short term? You know, we all, we tend to think of social media as this immediate gratification. Like it's got to do something for me in the next three months or what's the point, but they're not going anywhere. Like these platforms are now multi-billion dollar empires, you know, and uh, we'll be using them years from now, whether they have a bit of a different, you know, flare, they sure will. But um, what is the long-term plan here and what can you do that's sustainable is what we always say to people. 
Yeah, maintaining something is is I guess one of the, the one of the secrets, but also one of the big challenges. I even think of our podcast and how uh, you know it's supposed to be weekly, but and it's every every week, and then all of a sudden August hits, and it's like, oh well, maybe we'll take a week uh, a week or two off. <laughs> totally, me too. I'm right there with you. If I didn't have help from our content team now, our blog, my God, I have I, best intentions, but once a year, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's a it's almost a commitment to to continue. And then, uh, do you, do you recommend sort of evaluating after a certain while and seeing, Hey, how's this going or what's up? Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think that's where it helps to have a high level sort of 12 month strategy of my three A platforms. And that doesn't have to be social platforms that can be, you know, I'm going to really invest in my email marketing this year because I know it converts to whatever leads, foot traffic, phone calls, uh, e-commerce sales, um, as well as maybe some better photography and um, LinkedIn this year. And then, you know, you grow from there, but everybody's starting point's a little different and it's got to be manageable. Um, Some of us can afford to outsource and some of us can afford to hire agencies and others are still, you know, I'm just getting going and I got to do this all in-house. So what makes the most sense for me and how can I do it? But you're exactly right. We expect consistency from the brands we engage with online. Um, you know, and I like to say it's kind of become this orchestra of experiences both on and offline that you expect to go well, whether we realize it or not, as consumers, as humans in 2019, we have these ridiculous expectations. You know, you think about booking a flight with WestJet, for example, it's seamless. It's, it is, you know, you're presented with the content online on social and that email marketing that tells you your points balance. And then there's the sale and then there's the booking and the check-in and we just expect it to work. And we don't have, obviously, all of those touch points, generally, most of us with our customers or our prospects. But um, yeah, we have to be able to say, you know, these are the ones that matter to my people. This is maybe where I'm falling short or this is where I'm doing really well. And how can I make small improvements here and there and get people to the finish line, show them what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And our expectation then is that level because uh, not all of us are WestJet sized. Uh, well, we're certainly not. <laughs> so then, but then uh, everyone has that expectation of, well, this is the level that people need to be performing at. So yeah, you really have to pick and choose. When do people still do this on the side of their desks, the social media for a small business? Oh, they sure try. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, once again, it's like one of those things that you know, do you have to try harder? I admit, I said to my dad who retired last year, dad, you're really lucky you retired because like you're hooped. If you don't get a little bit of a presence online, just by virtue of the fact that the other, you know, guys around him in his building had websites and Google my business listings with an address, physical address associated with that domain or that, um, that region, they were accidentally stealing any leads that he might've had, you know, or, again, expectation of new prospect or customer, first thing I'm going to do is Google you. So likewise, we go to social to see sort of the what have you done for me lately or who are you today? Show me your personality. Um, Because for better or for worse, as consumers, we now want to know the people behind that brand. And um, simply do we align with them? You know, that doesn't mean it has to be really polarizing or political or anything of that sort. Uh, But simply, what do they stand for? And, and, And it's bizarre, but if you think about the reason we pay more for that, you know, kitschy little soap down the road that's $12 a bar versus a bar of ivory for $1.20 at Walmart, it's not necessarily the soap that, that people are so in love with. It's, as someone said to me the other day, the hands that made it. 
It's yeah. the people behind the brand. And it's not even the product I love. It's their story and their values. And it's funny because that didn't happen overnight, but it has happened quite quickly that we care a lot more than we used to. And, and those that are pulling back the curtains and letting people into who they are, just like you guys are doing your voice, your podcast. So that's where that consistency comes in because, you know, win me over week after week. It might take me a week to become your customer or it might take me three years, but at least you've shown up for me when I'm searching for whatever it is you're selling or offering. Yeah. Yeah. And a great opportunity to uh, differentiate yourself, especially with, with a good, with a great story about, yeah, the hands that made the soap. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's funny. I'm really glad that you're, you've started social school. Um, it seems like there's, I guess you, it's not starting it anymore. You've been doing it for a long time. It seems like there's always been, you know, traditional digital and social and the lines are completely gone now and you really need to concentrate and, and have that presence on social as well. Who are we, um, who are you bringing to Regina? Uh, I know you bring a lot of, or you, you um, use a lot of locals and that's fantastic. Do you also have some social school people that come and Yes, absolutely. We do. So we bring our team and that includes uh, myself and Jamie, who's been on your show before, um, as well as Donna and Danielle. So we've got our full timers at uh, in Calgary, um, each of us with sort of our own specialties. Donna's our technology and tools nerd and Danielle's our content whiz and Jamie's more of it strategic on social. Um, but then we also have uh, sort of our go-to faculty. We bring them wherever we can. So Tyler from T-Squared in Saskatoon will be coming and speaking. Um, and then we've got a number of locals as well. Your partner, Kevin, there, he'll be speaking, which we're excited about. Um, Beth Wanner from IQ Metrics and uh, Tara from Aiden Creative. So she'll be talking about more the creative side. And then Janet Lee, she's a founder of StoryCo market brand. So she'll be, um, again, speaking to the power of story and Katrina German. She was supposed to speak last year for us in, um, Saskatoon. Sorry. Yeah. It's Saskatoon, but she's now coming to Regina, which is amazing. So we, we stole her back again. Um, so it's fun for us because we can bring in, I don't want to say they're generic, but they are sort of that theoretical or best practices, how to do well on this platform today. Here's what people want, but then we can bring a local flair to it with, um, with local creators and agents. And we don't, um, again, we don't do client work and try to win people over after the fact to hire us to do their social media or their, you know, photography, graphic design, whatever it is, maybe there's a piece they do still need to outsource or the whole thing. So that's where it's really nice for us to hopefully be able to point towards local agencies like yourselves that are doing a great job of, you know, all the things we're talking about. Well, from an attendee too, it's great to hear multiple voices and multiple experiences from, from different areas and different places. Yeah. So um, to just to, I know you got a heart out and I uh, just want to ask my last question, which is uh, lessons learned. Uh, what lessons have you learned recently in marketing that you would like to share? Oh man, uh, I've been talking a lot lately about the customer journey. If 2019 was, uh, 2018 was, you know, the storytelling and story living, and then we were really trying to get people uh, aware of the fact that, you know, paid social meets organic social and you've got to pay to play a little bit, um, but you can do it really well. Lately, we've been talking about how um, the customer journey is, again, those like physical and digital touch points all throughout your, your journey from finding you to, or building awareness 
awareness right down to action, getting them to hopefully purchase from you. And I guess my favorite part of it is we manufacture these customer journeys like all day long, right? We think, okay, well, they're going to find me at social and in my, <laughs> in my blog, my website, my SEO, and then they're going to move through and subscribe to my e-newsletter and I'll win them over. And then they're going to, you know, engage with us in store or come to our event and make their decision and take action. Maybe it's even a little web chat that, that we talk them in in person there. But I think the fascinating thing is that, um, you know, Google will tell us all day long in their studies as well, that you ask a customer how they actually found that soap company or why they bought that conference ticket. And it's generally uh, the human impressions. So, um, you know, as opposed to advertising impressions or marketing impressions, it's like, no, no, someone told me about it. Word of mouth, referral, direct message, maybe, or something they read on that social page where they saw the brand being really human in their responses. It's just... I don't know. It's fun because you're stabbing in the dark. We have a lot of data and a lot of like really strategic platforms and tactics laid out in our customer journeys now, but are there are marketing funnels, if you want to call it that. But at the end of the day, it's like we find people the way we find them. And if they win us over, we're there, you know, I don't know about you, but that's how I can honestly say by most of the time. And yeah, so it's interesting. No, I think you're right. Like often that, that just the powerful story or some human thing that happened is, is what you recall or what at least gets talked about. Maybe you've seen other things elsewhere, but that's definitely what you'd share with your friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. So where can we find out more about uh, Social School and uh, the Social School Conference coming up this month in Regina? Oh, thanks, David. Yeah, we're at socialschool.io is our website and then forward slash Regina. So socialschool.io forward slash Regina and we'll be there in like, yeah, a few weeks time. Um, and we've got very limited workshop day tickets left. I think just a handful and uh, and certainly some conference tickets. And we're excited to be at the new Market YQR, their event space. I think it's been a market for some time, but the couple that owns it have just been so wonderful and we're going to be there for all four days um, with a whole bunch of local vendors and freebies and fun swag and so yeah we're in jazz i'm just hoping it's not snowing when we're there <laughs> no promises there nothing i could do about that but and i know it's going to be fun tell you because i've seen your work with the rough riders that my grandpa was a rough rider get out yes see this is how i try and win over everybody from Saskatchewan <laughs> all the right. time <laughs> yeah just that giant name drop well that's, that's fantastic right. wow well that's pretty cool Mm-hmm. My grandma actually has this crazy story about when she was, so he was on the team and I think 45 and 46, his name was Jack McFarland. She tells this story where her and Anne McKaig, one of the other wives, they were down watching the boys play in North Dakota and they all had <laughs> horrible orange sweaters on and we saw a deal on green sweaters. So we bought the green sweaters and I'm like, come on grandma, that's not how the Rough Riders became green. And she's like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that story, but what? I had no, uh, now I connected it to connected it to somebody. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the story that they got them on sale. And uh, that's how we, really? and, like, uh, you know what I'm going to do before we get to Regina, just to further win people over. Cause you know, that's what I try to do. Um, whatever it takes, I'm going to get her on camera. I'm going to get her to actually record the story. So people believe me saying it. Oh my goodness. Well, if she has any uh, Jack McFarlane memorabilia or pictures, uh, we'd love to see them. So that's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll dig some up. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks so Thank much you. for joining us. And, uh, Thanks I've... so much for having me. All right. Talk soon.